There was something powerful about plugging into like what God can do. And I think that in this post-Christian, post-modern culture, that's what that's what people feel like is transformative. That's what people think think that will change um, uh, like lives. And, and so for me, like with with our church, uh, you know, uh, Resurgent City, my my cry for us is that we would lean into that. We would we would want to be in, this, in, in service, and the prophetic breaks out. What's up, guys? It's Elijah, and welcome to another episode of Resurgence Culture. Man, I'm, I'm really excited because uh, I am here with two incredible people, uh, which I have been doing ministry with for a while, uh, David McDowell Yo. and uh, Micah James. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, yeah, man, it's uh, obviously, you know, David, but yeah. Micah is a guy that uh, I have uh, been doing ministry since uh, when? Man, it's probably been about five, six years now. Five, like that. yeah, about five, six years, and and so it's it was awesome because uh, he came along um, a couple years into our journey of church planting at Home City uh, Church, my dad's church. Um, we'll get a chance to talk to him uh, next week. That's going to be an awesome time. And uh, man, we just did ministry together, and uh, as the Lord does, you think that you have a specific plan on how things are going to go, and <laughs> God just ruins it. Uh, no, I'm joking. He makes it better. And so, uh, man, super awesome. Uh, but I'm excited for the conversation. Uh, are you, David? <laughs> I'm always excited for the podcast conversation. It's a lot of energy right there. That is a lot of energy coming from that side of the table. I, I wish, this is the thing, right? Like... <laughs> I, I wish that we could do a pre-podcast podcast because, like, I feel like the best <laughs> conversations happen off air. A right? behind-the-scenes podcast? Behind-the-scenes. A making of the podcast <laughs> podcast? <laughs> like, you know, like, like, this is why, you know, David, I, I always talk about, like, maybe we should, like, video these because then yeah. people would see the insanity. Right, right, but then they wouldn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, and they're like, ah, I just want to watch the video and <laughs> cut the podcast. This stuff that they're talking about is terrible. The making of podcasts has more listens, more views than the actual podcast. <laughs> Except, like, you know who would care about it? My mom would. It's like, like yeah. she, she, would, she would still listen. My mom wouldn't. Well, hey, guys, man. So we, we're really excited about the conversation that we're about to have today. Um, uh, and we're... We, we're uh, get into a conversation of uh, in this postmodern world. Um, we just got in talking about that with Steve Shank last week. In this postmodern world, uh, in this this place where kingdoms and empires exist um, that are uh, constantly warring against one another, um, uh, the kingdom of me, Dallas Willard says, uh, it's where where what I want to happen is done, and the kingdom of God, it's where what God wants to happen is done. Um, uh, there's there's fear, I think, that creeps in uh, into the church uh, for uh, the the rule of God to to, to truly reign, um, hmm. and uh, because we want, uh, I think, churches tend to choose one side or the other, right? Like the the pendulum either goes toward towards uh, intellectualism, uh, academia, or it goes uh, completely spiritual. Um, and supernatural, and for whatever reason, just like politics, we're split, and we're just like, the other is wrong, right? <laughs> right. Not just wrong, but like evil, almost. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah, we don't hang out with that type of person or that type of church, you know? Yeah, yeah and I, I think like 
uh, for me, again, growing up in a um, an atmosphere where uh, my dad was was both an academic and someone who um, desired uh, the gifts and the, the deeper things that that God says is readily available because of His kingdom. Um, I always had a balanced view, and I never understood why people tried to parse the two out, right? And we used to have conversations all the time about this, didn't we, Michael? Yeah, yeah, this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun because it, was, it wasn't it was too far after kind of God had really moved in in my life. And, and, and the topic of the supernatural really has a, a special place in my heart just because it, it played such a big role in my walk with God. And, and this transformation that God kind of, uh, you know, led me on was around a similar time as when we started talking and so yeah. I was able to kind of parse out what I was I was saying I came from a background that wasn't as you know as uh, didn't move in that as much and then I had experienced some some stuff and so I was really gung-ho mm -hmm. and we had a lot of conversations uh, you know um, really talking about uh, you know the supernatural its role and uh, you know how often and and, and how uh, what that actually looks like in in mm -hmm. church and, and how to go about cultivating a church that 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 moves in that yeah yeah and and for you david uh, i know you, we've had uh, uh, uh some conversations about this and and this is kind of new to you isn't it yeah for sure um i grew up in a tradition that was largely um oh, i would say largely ignored uh the the supernatural um it might be found in in television or movies but uh not inside the church or even inside the bible um i don't like thinking back through all the sermons that I sat through in my formative years, I don't remember anything other than like the the supernatural um, Jesus dying on the cross and rising from the dead. But anything other than that that's, was you like know, that's you know, kind of important, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, anything other than that, we, you know, was not, you know, it wasn't relevant for today. So. Yeah, yeah. John Orberg is a guy which I'm starting to read a, a lot. Um, I just got his book Eternity now, but he basically says that you know we've been programmed uh, to kind of just deliver this uh, the basic requirements uh, for us to get into heaven right mm. um, and um, and so we are we've been given the keys to the kingdom like here here it is right uh, uh, and so we say like hey um, open the door but don't walk in right like right. you know what I'm saying or or, or, or even uh, maybe a better illustration is just standing in the door yeah. right see everything that the kingdom has but don't experience it and and uh, and so I got a chance to, to preach at our church a couple weeks ago um, uh, in John 3. And I think what the church is going through is a Nicodemus-type situation, right, mm. where we don't understand. Nicodemus goes and says, okay, Jesus, I recognize who you are, right? Like, I, I, I get I, I, I see it. Like, obviously, all the – at the very least, you're, you're, you're a prophet of God, uh, but more than likely you're the Messiah. Uh, so, like, how do – so, like, is it time for your kingdom? And Jesus says, okay, well, salvation is the entrance into your kingdom. You can't have that, right? You right. can't get into the kingdom until you get salvation. Right. It's that but birth, that born again. Exactly. But now, once you get in the kingdom, here it is. And he, he, he displays it beautifully. I mean, when I started studying that passage, it, un it just blew my mind, just like that conversation with that, that Nicodemus is having. And, and, and I think about it now, guys. It's, it's like... We're still having that same conversation, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like we we have guys who just say, "Okay, God, like, okay, uh, I'm born again now. Like, so now what?" And God is like, "Man, like, there's so much power here. Yeah, right. There's there's so much more. Um, why 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 do you guys think that we're just in this? I, I don't know. Like, I feel like 
like we have not desired to, to plug into this electric, uh, you know, fire filled uh, space that God has called us to. Uh, and and then we're just like, well, why is there not transformation? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we look at, at, at that. And I think that's an interesting. It's an interesting. I think we all kind of um, maybe maybe sense that or see that or have seen that or seen that kind of play out. I think it's an interesting uh, an interesting question. I think when you look at Paul, like Paul, I, I, as you were just kind of talking, I thought of Paul uh, speaking uh, at Mars Hill, right? Mm. And and that of course was to a Greek culture that was extremely intellectual and philosophical and just loved the understanding. Of course, that's what Mars Hill was was a place of discussion of mm. that that mm. type of stuff. And then. You see in in Corinthians when Paul writes again Corinthian being another uh, you know Corinth being a, a Greek city, uh, Paul says in Corinthians I don't preach just in word but in power right mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. there's this there was this connection there was this pairing together of the word and mm. preaching of the word and salvation and power, but I I would argue that maybe you can see this maybe just in, in the West in general we try to intellectual or we just enjoy the pursuit of knowledge almost like Greek culture did at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's almost dampened our pursuit of the other things or even gotten us because we can't fully understand it. Yeah. Maybe well, I we've, mean, we've, we've gotten to this point where we're just, we're scared. Maybe yeah. we're scared of, of... And we're, we're living in a post-enlightenment era, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're still, like, uh, talking, we were talking to Jordan, uh, Jonathan, I'm sorry, the other uh, the other day, oh, and yeah. just saying, like, man, we're still kind of living, we're, we're still living in this... Uh, post enlightenment uh, era where um, the culture still desires um, to understand uh, to to question everything and so uh, that is not understandable so it's not true so let's put it in, in the back mm. corner and yet, like not scientifically it, proven it's not basically? scientifically proven mm. and we can't mm. like I can't uh, you know uh, put the scientific method to it because it it, it it's, it's volatile, and so yeah. like if I if I if I you know uh, if I get into it, then I won't be able to uh, use my my mind in this a- apologetic type of way to 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 get someone to un- to, to to experience God. Mm. And so I'd rather reason them to Jesus than than ha- and then then say like, man, those two things can coexist. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean. Uh I, I'm with you. I totally see that, but I mean, on the flip side, it's like you you have a culture of extreme comfort, mm, right? Okay, like what yeah. I mean, what do we have to rely on for the spirit of God to show up? Like you know, well, mm. there's people who have money. We can get whatever building we want. Interesting. Interesting. You know, we can have you know whatever media push. You know, yeah. we can get people in the door. Like we can have a nice service. But as far as like hitting hitting your knees and, like, praying for the kingdom of God to be realized here. Like, we don't have mm. to do that. Mm. What do you guys think about this? This is this is interesting. I, I, I think – do you think as a church we're setting a culture of almost uh, sin focus? And so we're so focused mm. on sins and dealing with people's yeah. sins that we make it about avoiding sin rather than the unveiling of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so we're, we're almost – working in a way that that is trying to keep people safe from making mistakes yeah. than it is actually exploring the fullness of what God has made available. Ooh, where's the freedom at? Ah. Come on. Yeah. Well, I, I would say that uh, maybe biblically I think like we've we've always been there, right? Like and, and that's the result of the fall. Um mm-hmm. like um again, not to continue to bring up messages that I preach, but they're amazing. <laughs> um, but 
like I, I you know, in, in one of the sermons, just again, um, like Adam and Eve's first um, first uh, desire uh, or response when they uh, sinned against God was to do what? To run and hide. Like right. they, they totally understood what just happened. Right, right, right. And so like instead of like going to the God that they knew that they walked in the cool of the day with, right, they, mm-hmm. they ran away. And mm-hmm. so like the, the, the hard part is not like I, I feel like sometimes uh, in the church we, we believe like people don't know that that they're sinning or they're in opposition to God. Mm. No, they, they fully get that. Mm. And they, they fall under the weight of that. They so they're keep, removing themselves. They're removing themselves mm, from that. And so, like, man, God is saying, like, there is now this power that you now have access. I mean, guys, let's, let's think about what, what, G, what, what uh, the word is talking about, right? It says that you can now boldly go to the mm-hmm. throne of grace. Yeah. Like, you know, like you can you can now you now have access yeah. to this power that just through word alone created everything. Yeah. But what is the least attended thing in church? Prayer. Uh, prayer. Come on. Like like what what makes people the most uncomfortable? Yeah. Prayer. Yeah. Right? Like this thing that that people had to send uh mediators to have access to God. God says, I've torn the veil. Boom. Yeah. There is now power. And and in our churches, we have we have substituted the power of God, prayer, access to the throne, right? With um with uh uh, uh like great preaching yeah. or you know uh uh what you call it relevant uh, worship. Relevant worship. <laughs> like come, like see how we'll be the coolest church in town. Um and man. Freaking um, uh, what you call it? Uh, uh more programs and more programs yeah. and more programs because like it's like we don't want to be in God's presence because we're afraid of what we know we see. But it's like that's yeah. where the freedom is, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's relational, right? And relations, you know, relationships can be messy. They're they're always different. They're not necessarily defined. There's a lot of gray. There's you know what what works for one you know couple may not work for another couple. And so while there's guiding principles, you know. It's it's kind of you know relationships can kind of be, be kind of messy you know and I think people want like like we kind of talked about before that comfort or that security or that familiarity and you get that in structure you get that you know through you know defined you know boundaries but because relationships by their nature are not defined black and white there's they're they're organic they're moving they're alive um, it can be more difficult maybe to define what that looks like. And so even with the supernatural elements of mm-hmm. that, which is a mm-hmm. huge part of, of that relational element, like God says he's, you know, like, like with Adam and Eve walking with them, that, that he's with us, that he, he walks with us. And that, yeah. changes, that changes everything. But what does it look like to live that out? Mm. That's sometimes I think where it can get difficult to explain or help people walk in that because it's, it's messy. It's gray. It's not black and white. Mm. Mm. And so, like, so, so my my issue then when we have these this 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 conversation when I kind of just think about where we are as a church is that um, we have uh, mistaken um, just like Adam and Eve this good good father mm. and the blessings that he wants to pour out to us uh, and then substituted it for something which is diluted uh, mm-hmm. at best mm-hmm. right because he, here's the thing again like I I don't want to go from to one extreme like it like the word and the supernatural and the spirit works together this yeah. is how god has always chosen throughout scripture to reveal himself to us 
and and there's there's a part of us that's not man feet buckled uh you know what i mean head to ground weeping in the presence of god because we're excited about that you know what we're excited about <laughs> right we want to we want to get out of service as quick as possible <laughs> so that we can watch Lunch time we can watch uh the bills Lose again. Hey, hey, there's right? no need to bring that into this. We're, uh, we're this, in a good flow. Uh, we're this, having a good, positive conversation. Hey, we don't, we don't need we're to still, talk. No, we're still no in the playoffs. Taken here. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just talked about the Bills are only two games out of the playoffs. That's right. <laughs> okay. That's and, right. And, 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 Pat, and uh, the Rams and the Chiefs scored 14 touchdowns in one game. Are you a prophet of the, the Lord? The Bills <laughs> – all season, I've only scored 13. I'm just saying, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we play on a Monday no. night. We play on, you know, Sunday. Sunday at 1. Hey. That's right. I'm, That's just, right. I'm just saying, guys. This, this, look, I love the, the Bills, too, man. We got problems. Anyways. <laughs> doesn't um, sound like love. It doesn't sound like uh, love. You know, I'm still a Southerner at heart. Um, <laughs> but I, I just continue to go back to this, right? Like, we have – we're so eager to, to, to not be in the presence because we will be seen, all right, by God, right? And, and we will have the knowledge of being seen by God. And, and so we say to God, um, I hid uh, because I was naked. Mm. But God created us to be unashamed. So right? does that, do you feel like that comes back to just truly walking in the supernatural and seeing that play through your life? Do you think that falls back to identity and understanding understanding your identity understanding uh what christ actually did yeah just fully more fully understanding that would naturally lead then to seeing the supernatural in your life more yes i i a hundred percent i a hundred percent agree um and i think that's the reason why um people are are leaving the church the way that they are um because uh, man, the, the thing which, which draws people, the power that resides in the living word uh, is not being, is be, is being um, uh, represented well, yeah. right? We are only representing parts of it, just like when we talk about the gospel, the good news. Well, what is it the good news of? The kingdom, yeah, yeah. right? And so we're, we're giving partial news, and we're wondering why is it not being uh, tr- why is it not transforming to the level that the scriptures say they're supposed to transform yeah. right why, why did it cause why does it still cause men and women around the world right which are plugged in yeah. right to say like hey man like i'm ready to give my life up yeah. right when we're here we're so afraid of 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 like persecution that we've we've tapped into a theology that we're going to escape Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That uh-oh, got a little hot uh-oh, right there. Uh-oh, that, uh-oh. That's, that's another podcast uh-oh. for another time. Um, and so we've we've created this theology that says that um, like everything is gonna burn, and so like I need to get out of of here. And and the world is looking at us like like what? Yeah. And, and I, I go back to John Wesley's quote when they asked him as these revivals continue to 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 spark and to the greatest revival that actually hit. Uh, the West, the U.S., uh, arguably, um, and John Wesley says, man, uh, man, I just light myself on fire, basically, and the world comes yeah. to watch me burn. There was yeah. something powerful about plugging into, like, what God can do, and I think that in this post-Christian, post-modern culture, that's what, that's what people feel like is transformative. That's what people thinks, think that will change. Um, uh, like lives, and, and so for me, like with with our church, uh, you know, 
uh, resurgent city, my my cry for us is that we would lean into that. We would we would want to be in a, in in service, and the prophetic breaks out. Yeah. Right. Because this is what the Bible says, right? Like if if one person's doing it and it's out of order, then it's and it's then you know that's not good. Like you should you shouldn't do that. Right. But if all are prophesying, if all are speaking tongues and all are praying, it says this in Corinthians, right? And somebody who's not a believer comes in, they their hearts will be changed. If you're prophes and telling them, if everyone is yeah. is in that space, yeah. see see the Bible doesn't pour out this gifts for individual use. Right, so that one person can be glorified. God pours exactly. out His gifts for exactly. the whole church, so that He would be glorified. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. and so like that's 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 what I, my hope is is that we would lean into this yeah. thing that God has called the church to be, yeah. and and we would see radical transformation happen. Well, I think you saw that on display in Acts two, right? You saw how the disciples responded uh, in the Gospels as they're walking with Jesus and kind of their back and forth, but you saw power get poured out when the Spirit was poured out, and all of a sudden you had the people that were maybe insecure, even Peter himself who, who denied Christ, and then when the Spirit was poured out, you have the supernatural signs that happen. Peter even says, hey, this was prophesied in, in Joel, this was prophesied when I pour out my Spirit on all flesh. And so you see the church begin with the preaching of the gospel wow. and then signs and wonders. And that's the power of Acts 2. <laughs> but then it gets even better because yeah. then in Acts 3, you see Peter and John going to the temple. And all of a sudden they come across someone who's, who's crippled, who's in need of a supernatural sign. They pray for him, you know, uh, silver and gold I do not have for you, but what I do have I give you. Boom, grabs his hand, and the guy gets healed. Mm. And so you see this, this outpouring of what Jesus Ooh. taught his disciples in Matthew 10 and in Luke 10, mm. where wherever you go, preach the kingdom and heal the sick. Or heal the sick and preach the kingdom. Yeah. They were together. Not uh, separated. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus did it together the whole time. And, and so, so here's the thing, right? Like, So we're, we're not saying that um, – um, if you're if you're not in that in that space, like some people, like so this 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 conversation I think has been taken in wrong directions in the past, right? Mm. So like e e like you'll hear people say uh, from different tribes, which will say um, which are which are Jesus believers, uh, yeah. brothers and sisters of ours, but theologically we would just say like, man, we we don't agree with the the way that they're going at it, but would say like, man, if you're not speaking in tongues, then you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Right? Um, if you're not you know, rolling on the ground or whatever, then, you know what I'm saying, the, the spirit's not working. Well, that that's scary, right, David? And, and so, like, and so that, t that, that takes people and tips them to uh, mm -hmm. a side that says, well, I don't want that because that's not necessarily, like, who I am, right? Like, right. Like unless uh, unless the spirit of the Lord really moves on me, I'm not going to roll on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be what it is. Like, yeah. like, I'm not going to try to, you know. But if the Bills won the Super Bowl. <laughs> maybe, maybe rolling on the ground would would, uh, would take a lot. Uh, that truly is a miracle. <laughs> I'm, but I, I agree. I mean, I've been in I've been in some circles where it's things things get very strange because of you know whatever. But yeah. And here's the thing, man. Like I like so I grew up in in in, in the charismatic world. Um, and like being being in spaces where um, you could tell people are coming in with their agenda, just like. But yeah. it's it's. But here's the thing, right? That's the same thing that happens where where when it's not 
like a charismatic circle, right? So yeah, we, it's we, just about VBS. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's about like programs and VBS and 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 Pioneer Girls. Oh, <laughs> and uh, CSB. No, um, and it's, it's it's about you know just like hey, I want my program done, and people have their agenda, yeah. right? And so like th- that shouldn't stop us from the truth of what yeah. what God can still do, yeah. right? Yeah. And so like I I just feel like we have a um there's I, I just feel like uh fear has has gripped us because like yeah man is there hokey things that that take place of course there are right but the truth is still the truth right right, right. and you see any any move any even if you look at like revival history and anytime there was a move of god there's always because satan doesn't have the power to to defeat that move he has to pervert it. He has to taint it. He has to try to That's right. uh, infiltrate it and try to, you know, make it messy and complicated and all that. And so it, it, to me, it's almost expected if you're if you're expecting the supernatural to move. And so that's as as a, you know, maybe from a pastoral perspective or a church leadership perspective is not is to learn how to foster the spirit of God and how to disciple people walking in that rather than just shutting it down and trying to control, yeah. but saying, Hey, okay, there's, it's going to be a little bit messy, yeah. but we do this in relationships. We do this in people's walks with God in other ways. You know, we understand, Hey, if there's a mistake here, a, 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 you know, an issue there, or we, we don't condemn the whole person. We say, okay, no, we're going to disciple them. We're going to walk them walk with them we can do the same thing with the supernatural yeah. if we're keeping that 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 purity of the trueness of the spirit of god at, at the center okay so as <clears throat> as practitioners and people who desire for mm. this to be part of our church how do we foster in this type of perspective this way of living like what what would this look like for our churches to set themselves on fire yeah Ooh. yeah well i i think it starts with the can, way can we put a disclaimer? Not actually, not, on, not like. <laughs> well, I, I just don't. Well, I don't want to say that. We not that? to actually. I mean, I'd like to think everyone would understand. No, well, <laughs> listen. All I'm saying is, in the effort of not letting <laughs> Satan right. twist and pervert. No. He, well, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, nope, if, nope. if if you want to get some kerosene, and, <laughs> and I, people will come from miles to watch you burn. Not helping our cause no, right okay. now. <laughs> <laughs> the whole podcast shut down. <laughs> <laughs> But so I guess for for me, right, as I um, think about that question is is that man we do what the disciples did, right? They, they saw Jesus like it was no mistake when when the disciples went up to Jesus and said like, well, teach us how to pray, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think it always comes back down to this: what Jesus did, what the scriptures kind of show us that Jesus did more than anything else was. That he, he took time to pray. He took time to connect with the Father, yep. right? He took that that time, and 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 so like, he, here's the thing for for us: if if we want to be in that space, if we want to be like practitioners of this, like you can't do it unless you're connected. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have inside of you. The Bible says you are a temple of of Christ. Yeah. Right. So if if that's there, have he's he's literally moving with you. So. Mm. So connect. Yeah. Have a conversation for goodness sake, people. You know what I'm saying? Um, and and through that, God will continue to reveal and you will be able to, you know, to respond to even the scriptures even go on to say like, hey, man, you know, uh, seek out these things. Seek yeah. out these gifts. Right. Yeah. You should run after them hard. Well, how do you do that? Yeah. You don't 
play Where's Waldo with it, right? <laughs> like, or just hope that it'll happen, right? Exactly, right, man. Right. Fall from the we, sky. we pray. We get on our knees. We say, God, we get in community. We say, Lord, move in this space, yeah, man. And, yeah. and, and again, for our community, for Resurgent City, like, this is – this is where we're at, guys, yeah. and and we're not gonna we're not gonna run away from that, yeah. right? We're gonna lean into that because yeah. that's what will change the world. It, yeah. it won't be uh, like how how well I can break down Greek and Hebrew because right. I can't. Right. <laughs> like, yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? I'm just gonna yep. be honest with yep. you, right? Yep. But what it's gonna be is like like if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn, yeah. right? Yep. What's, what do he say he's gonna do? He's gonna come down. Yep. There's going to be a movement, and every great revival, you study it, always starts with knees on ground, yeah. prayer, and then there's an outpouring of the supernatural, yeah. right? Mm. That that the, it, the world just sits there and says, like, what the yeah. heck is going on? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to bring that out. I think, I think you look at the revival history, that's exactly what happened. You look at – there was a, a person that did a study of – you know, the, the people who have seen, you know, the authentic supernatural move of God in their life at, at, at profound levels. And um, and they found that the, the theme that connected all of them, the theme that was the same was the amount of time they spent in prayer. Yeah. Mm. It was all about, you know, relationship. Wow. And so as, as you brought up, um, uh, you know, connection or you brought up uh, uh, how we practically walk this out. You know, it has to start at that place of connection. It has to start what, what you're talking about, um, you know, Elijah. And then uh, maybe in the next couple steps is understanding who you are, understanding who you are in Christ as a son and as a daughter, but also as a co-heir, that, that God wants to redeem and restore, you know, the world, and he wants to do it through His uh, through partnering with his people. Not that it's, it's us doing it, but it's his spirit in us. It's us co-laboring and, and bringing about and unveiling this kingdom that he's established and, and put into practice. So understanding who you are, your identity is, no, no, when you encounter you know, uh, situations that require a supernatural intervention. Well, you are that intervention because you carry the spirit of the living God inside of you and understanding that even before you enter into that situation. So having that identity and then understanding that all these gifts of the spirit move through love. Mm. Everything is founded and grounded in love. That's and right. that has to be the motivation in, behind, underneath all of these, you know, things that we're doing. Uh, and so if you understand, even as you step out, even if it's not done uh, perfectly or it's not um, uh, it wasn't, um, you know, exactly right on or, you know, a prophetic word wasn't right on or the person did get healed or whatever it happens to be. Even if that's the case, you still if, if it was an effort, if it was done in love, yeah. then you still you still did your job. You still. You know, you still won. You still succeeded because everything is rooted and grounded in love and we can work from there. Yeah. Mm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just it was just kind of funny that you guys pointed out like, hey, our churches don't want to pray, and then like the answer is like, our churches need to pray, <laughs> mm. right? It's, so good. It's, it's we can boil that down. That's a good nutshell, right? There. That's 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 uh, twenty five minutes in a nutshell, right there. <laughs> there it is. Pray. Mm. Yeah. Well, man, I'm I'm so excited for this conversation. Uh, I'm excited for the conversation that we're gonna be having with uh, my dad. Um, like, because um, yeah. I think he he's gonna hit on this again, like the power of prayer, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. um, and like, hopefully, we can have um, uh, maybe a debrief after that conversation as well. Um, so th this is the this is the challenge that I have for for our church, um, for people which are listening, uh, not to be afraid of what God can do, um, because this 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 new world that is being created. 
um, wants to see the power, or they're gonna move 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 over. Yeah. We have the God who is all powerful, um, the God above all other gods. He is King. He is sovereign, and uh, we should enjoy the rule and reign of a God that says, "Man, I'm giving you access uh, to this kingdom." So, with that being said. We uh, implore you uh, to go and live for the week. Celebrate the weekends. We'll see you guys next time on Resurgence Culture. God bless.